0: Welcome to another episode of Culture Score. I'm BT.
1: And this is Marcus.
0: On this podcast, we review films and TV shows through a lens at the intersection of Black culture and popular culture. We are the heart of culture and entertainment industry. Today, we're covering Boss Level, brought to you by Hulu, directed by Joe Carnahan, written by Chris and Eddie Bory. And Joe Carnahan, And the lead characters are Frank Grillo, Mel Gibson, Naomi Watts, and Michael Ye- Michelle, I said Michael. Michelle Yo. Marcus, take it away.
1: You know, I'm just going to give it to you this way. It's, if you took an 80s action movie and you mixed it with Groundhog Day, that's the premise of this movie. Um, the main character, he just keeps dying every day. His name is Ray, uh, Roy Pulver, uh, played by Frank Grillo. Um, and he just basically keeps dying and this action blow it up, you know, shoot it out kind of film. And he's trying to figure out why he keeps dying and how to live. And that's literally that's the premise of the movie. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Um, just so you know, I'm a big fan of Frank Grillo. I liked him a lot in the movie Black and Blue. I don't know how many of you all out there saw it, but um really talented guy, really enjoy, uh in his work. Um can't got to talk about the elephant in the room. Mel Gibson, who's a bit of a controversial figure, is playing the main villain in the movie. And, and as as Ben said, it also stars uh, stars uh, Naomi Watts. So yeah, he just keeps going through this life where he just keeps dying and keeps dying and keeps dying, and then hopefully he can figure out at the end how to stay alive. And that's kind of the, the premise of the of the um, of the film. It seems like that's that's just becoming such a a prevalent type of movie now and as a matter of fact it feels like we just uh reviewed a movie a few weeks ago if you all listen two distant strangers uh who had a very similar premise um even though that was a more yeah looping more that groundhog day type thing um you know no reviews are coming no no scores are coming to you right now but I will say in my humble opinion uh, that film did it a little bit differently and perhaps a lot better. But um, let's jump into this, uh, BT.
0: Um, let's hit him up with the first topic. So, Marcus, what did you take away from the movie? Like,
1: Well, besides it trying to be Groundhog Day, um, not it's not trying to be Groundhog Day. Let me, let me rephrase that. It just has that element into it. And I think because Groundhog Day was one of the first movies to ever do it and do it well, we always reference it. It's kind of like, hey, you don't say, hey, give me a tissue. Most people say, hey, hand me a Kleenex. You know, you kind of, whoever did it first, that's kind of what you always think about. But the 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 film has a very video game-esque uh, sound, you know, feel to it. Uh, it just, it definitely does. It's got a lot of action, a lot of knock them, sock them, blow it up kind of uh, action to it. So yeah, it's just, I would say the movie is trying to be a action slash comedy. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's one of those things where if you just want to, uh, you know, have a good time um with a movie, an action movie, but not take it too seriously, I think this is the film for you. Uh, what were your takeaways?
0: It's pretty much it. It's not a whole lot else. I mean, it's great action. Obviously, Frank Grillo's got muscles to show. There is Mel Gibson, and I was wondering why Mel Gibson was in it, and I was trying to determine if there was something deeper to it. There's none. There's really nothing in there that's deeper than him being in a movie. And then, obviously, the, the aspect of it, boss level, is really a hint at the movie being some gamified version of the loop is him trying to get from one level to another, right? So it brought to my mind a lot of questions around gamifying TV shows and movies and if that's sort of a direction where things are going. Because if you don't enjoy, Games and you don't enjoy shooters and you don't enjoy that kind of action, this movie might just go past you.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I, I don't think I took anything else. There's no real deep philosophical <laughs> issue. <laughs> right? This is this is There's a no philosophy that's a popcorn
1: no... flick. That's what this is. It's a popcorn flick, escapism, go watch it. That's it. I think that's kind of I mean, I think that's kind of a good way to sum it up. It's like you're not looking for something depth, some deep movie. But I think, you know, I think there's a lot of movies that we go see as a society where you're just like, hey, I just wanna go,
0: you know. I just get let, away. Yeah, yeah, get away, I just let my hair. Get down. away, just wanna watch something. Don't need to be preached to, don't need to be triggered, you know. I don't need a message. I just need to be entertained. I just need to see grown people running around and shooting each other. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. <laughs> and I, and I gotta tell you, when I saw the cast, I mean. Regardless of your feelings towards Mel Gibson, and I'm sure there's a lot of thoughts out there to that, the one thing I will not take away from the guy is that he's a really excellent actor. Um, he's, I've always thought he was a really excellent actor, and um, I like what Frank Grillo, I like the roles he's been taking, and Naomi Watts is, is always consistently good. If there was anything I would say is kind of a takeaway, is I, w- I just felt like a lot of the roles, um, besides Frank Grillo, I just feel like anybody could have played them you have these great actors i didn't feel like mel gibson's role was like ooh like he 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 brought so much to it and it's not because of his his ability it's more so just i don't know just the material he had to work with i just i just feel like anybody could have played that role i feel like anybody could have played naomi watts's role now truly as you said frank grillo is crazy fit and looks like he's meant to just go out there and whip somebody down, just beat you down. So I think, yeah, I, he's cast well. I just think everyone else was just like, I don't know if I felt like they were phoning it in end, or if it's just the material they were giving was just so basic. It just felt like, I, mean, I don't know, kind of felt generic. <laughs> there wasn't a
0: whole lot. I, I didn't think there was a whole lot else they could do. I mean, they played it well. Frank Grillo, he did a great job going between being that action Hero, serious shooting guy, and some of the slapstick comedy that was in it. Did you know that um, Byron Allen executive produced it?
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, Byron Allen executive produced it, and I read somewhere. I struggled to verify that. Looking at the cast list, that Frank Grillo's son is actually the son in the movie. His son in the movie as well. I can verify that. But I read if it's somewhere. true,
1: whether it's true or not, it's so funny you dropped that tidbit. And to everybody listening, just so you know, we don't rehearse this at all. When we get on the show, what you hear is what we shot. We don't re- do no retakes. This is what it is. So I had no idea that BT was going to brighten it up. But it's so funny that you say that because when I was watching this film, one of the comments I made is that I actually thought the the son, the little boy in the movie, was not one of the best things about the film. So that's so funny that you say that. So if it is indeed Frank Grillo's uh, son. Um, hey, kudos to you. your, your son did a, a phenomenal job because that was one of the things I, I thought because a lot of times you see these kid actors in movies and it's no disrespect, they're kids, so you're not trying to tear them down. But some of the kid actors, you're like, mm, yeah, they just got a, a kid and just said, hey, say this and you do it. Every now and then you get a kid actor like, uh, what was the guy, Haley Joel Osment, who was in The Sixth Sense. Or you get, uh, gosh, I can't think of her name. She's done some Dakota Fanning, like the Fanning sisters. They are so phenomenal as uh, child actors. And even in the movie that we reviewed a few, uh, I guess a few weeks, maybe a, a couple of months ago, Fisherman's Diary, when we talked about that, B.T., the young lady in that film who was a kid, it's like she was amazing. She carried the whole movie. So I always am impressed when I see child actors who are really good and so i thought the child actor in this film was actually one of the highlights of the film
0: no he did it. he did a great job brought something completely different from the loop cuz his loop kind of added depth towards the end cuz he came out a at a higher level of death. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be, yo, it'd be weird. It. It'd be weird listening to the box like, what the hell did I make? At a higher <laughs> level of death. That's really how the movie is. He dies and he comes back and he tries again and he dies. Yeah, they probably and every him. time.
1: Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, I said every time he dies, he, the reason that or whatever killed him When he comes back, now he knows not to die at that stage. So think about playing a video game and being shot at a certain spot. After a while, you figure out, okay, well, every time I turn around this corner, either that dude's going to be on the right, the left, or up top. And so he figures that out. And so he needs to get past that to the next stage, not necessarily the level. So boss level. It's really saying, I'm going to keep going through this loop until I get to that boss level. That's what it is. So...
1: Yeah. And it feels like like with most of these movies where you're in this this loop, um, they don't usually show it so many times. I feel like we saw him die in this movie like 40 times. Like they really, really like dug in. It's like, okay, let's show him dying this way and let's show him dying this way. And so when you really look at the amount of time that the movie is on, you're like, okay, I really have spent three quarters of this movie just watching him die. Whereas with other films that kind of get in a loop, it's kind of pushing a story for it a little bit more. I felt like this had a lot of cool action sequences, which I think is kind of what it's doing. I mean, when I watch this movie, it reminds you of like a, a 80s Chuck Norris movie or something, you know, where it's got that vibe to it. And it's just like, OK, and, it, and it's, it's like a Chuck Norris movie if it met, met a video game like Call of Duty. Because there's a certain Call of Duty, like imagine if you couldn't get through a stage. And you kept dying. So he's like, oh, I'll just pick up where I left off. Thank you. Thank and you, t- auto t- save.
0: T- 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 <laughs> talking about Chuck Norris. You, so the action hero from those those days, like the way these guys look today, Michael B and <laughs> <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> yeah, like Chuck dudes, Norris uh, would be like, I'm not fighting that dude. <laughs> like, back up. Like, my karate is not gonna work, so let's try something else. Yeah, these guys so, nowadays
1: are just—it's <laughs> a whole not even just a, not let's let's be real, not even just the guys. I mean, I know you love Black Panther. You look at them ladies in Black Panther. Look. Oh I, yeah, they—you they, you don't want that smoke. I mean, these they women got triceps know, and biceps, yeah. like two percent body fat. I'm trying to tell you, man. I hey, I saw that movie a couple of years ago, Peppermint with Jennifer Garner she was ripped for it. And I can't remember, um, what was it called? Old, uh, what was it called? Old school? Not old school. It was on on Netflix and it had Charlize Theron and it It was a big movie that came out last year. I can't think of the name of it, but she clearly got in tip-top shape to play this film. And so, you just look at these, these action stars now, they're not playing no games. Like these, they come in there like they haven't eaten anything but, you know, Raw
0: chicken and rice krispies <laughs> and organic water. <laughs>
1: yes, I <laughs> yeah. mean for real. No ice cream. No Snicker bars have touched their lips in two years. You know, so you got to respect. Hey, I respect the dedication. I got. I respect it, the dedication. It is a lot
0: of dedication. That's for sure. Question for you though, related related to the movie, bringing you back to it. Okay. So this 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 whole gaming thing around the movie. It's not the first time it's been tried, right? It, do you feel like the gaming culture and gamification is the direction of entertainment. So is the, do you think it's the future of entertainment?
1: You know, I, I don't know if this movie is specifically trying to be like a video game, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Because if you look at the top best-selling top 10 video games, I don't think most people know that video game sales are higher than, you know, a lot of uh, movie grosses. Um, you know, Call of Duty, can they can make a billion dollars on a video game in two weeks. You know, it's, I mean, even, though, even when you look at a movie like Avatar or, or, or I don't know, the, uh, the Avengers, rarely do they hit a billion dollar mark in in a week. These video games can hit that in a matter of two or three weeks. And so I think even for the motion picture industry, if you can try to make a movie and have elements of a video game, that's cross—that's like you know cross pollination. Like you're like, hey, for all the fans who may not come into a theater who want to play video games, maybe they'll come into the theater to watch this movie because it's got video game elements. Um, and I think there's a lot of that going on. You know, Netflix has done that with Black Mirror and the, and the film, and, the, and their um, with Bandersnatch, their special edition they did. You're starting to yeah. see that more and more. I mean, I know when I was a kid. When I was really, really young and I was in elementary school, there was a a book, a style of books that was called Choose Your Own Adventure. So if there's any 80s kids out there, um, you know what I'm talking about. Those books was like, hey, I want to read James Bond. So you read pages three, four, five, and then you got to pick a mission. So when you get ready to pick that mission, you get to decide, like, do I want to do X or do I want to do Y? And if you do X, you go from page six to page 14. If you want to do Y, you go from page six to page 31. I think that's kind of what's happening a lot with a lot of these movies is trying to interject uh, video games into movies. Um, Even if you go back and look at Wreck-It Ralph, that's the same thing. You know, They had Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. And then if you look at uh, even Steven Spielberg movie that he had with Lena Waite in it, I guess about, I don't know, five or six years ago, Ready Player One. And I think Ryan Reynolds has a movie coming out that is very video game-esque. I think it's a way to say, hey, we want your dollar, we want you, and for those kids who are like, hey, I don't want to go to a movie theater, or I may not want to watch something on streaming services, it's a way to say, hey, because the motion picture industry isn't just competing against, you know, Netflix isn't just going against Disney, and Disney's not just going against Paramount or Warner Brothers, you're going up against YouTube, you're going up against Xbox, Microsoft, you're going up against Amazon, PlayStation, Google.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're going to get Sony. So,
1: yeah, so if a movie can say, "Hey, we're a movie and we're a video game, and it has that same element," you got to you, you're casting a wider net. So I think, I think that's where everything is going. To be honest with you, I think all forms of entertainment. You know, every time you turn around, there's a new merger, there's a new acquisition. I think you're going to see like. All these different entertainment companies, whether it's a record label, a video game, a search engine. I think you're going to see more and more of them kind of joining forces because they're all trying to keep your eye to entertain you. So, yeah, I think there's definitely that's that's where the industry is going. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it?
0: No, I agree with you. Like uh, you made a point there that I'd hit enough with me about the money in the gaming industry. I looked at the numbers before earlier on. They said the gaming industry here was 159.3 billion dollars that was from root from routers. 159.3, right? So just off of that. And knowing how much the studios spend to create these films and TV shows. And for those that have live sports, how much more they pay to get those, you know, I think the industry is gonna go where, I don't know if you've <laughs> There's this video, Where the Money Resides, Where the Money Resides. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> Dude, if you haven't seen that, you're under a rock. <laughs> what, what is that? What is that? Where the Money Resides, Where the Money, <laughs> where the reside, money what? Resides. Where the Money Resides, Where the Money
1: Resides. Oh, god! Sound, it sounds like a black exploitation movie, the way you just sung that. So now I know I got to see it. Where's where, where
0: absolutely- it at? Absolutely. No, it's just still random YouTube. It's like a black sales guy. He works, I think, at a, like a Honda dealership, and he's announcing. He's doing like a little infomercial, right? You can come to me, and I'll give you the best deals. And where the money resides, and the money resides. <laughs> you you gotta check it out. I could just
1: keep <laughs> that little song that you singing in a loop because that is hilarious. And now I gotta go see. We gonna make this guy famous now because of that one thing. What a money. I don't know what you can
0: do money. for this guy. This guy was a cold classic for a minute there. Like he probably got millions of views, not billions. Anyway, check him out. But, bigger point is I was saying that's what the, what the studios are going to do. And if the gaming industry is that powerful, that's where they're going to go. And they're already testing the waters there, right? And some of these companies, especially with you know, COVID and everybody's staying at home, you saw like the valuation of some of these gaming companies just skyrocket, Skills mm-hmm. being one of them actually own that stock. Microsoft was killing it with the Xbox, Sony came out and they smashed it. Like, so everybody was sold out and demand was still like pent up for it. So that, and I think in the, in the movie industry in LA, at least for us, I'm sure you've been to this movie theater downtown. Um, the 4DX one that has like motion effects in the seats, the one yeah. right outside of, um, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, there, you're talking about down there by L.A. Live at the Staples Center. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Have, he you, has ever, like have motion... you ever tried one of those, by the way?
0: Yeah. Dude, you know me. I like those kind of movies. <laughs> Man, I, <laughs> I, liked did. I went
1: though. to go see the Kingsman. Uh, uh-huh. I went to go see the Kingsman. And as a matter of fact, I saw it with uh, Jamal, the, the, the gentleman who was on our, our podcast about Justice League. And it's like, oh, you got to try it. Man, I got in there and I saw the Kingsman. So when the cars are like uh, spinning their wheels, you can smell the sulfur and everything. Yeah, and then Man. the seats pitch and twist yeah. and vibrate and Man, roll. I think I got like. motion sickness. I think I'm a little too weak because I was sitting here trying to eat some popcorn and stuff and had me a little, a little something to drink. Man, I think some girl who was sitting beside me got a little splash from my Sprite or whatever I had because that, that seat turned to the left and I wasn't expecting it because I had never done it before. And I was like, it literally feels like um like you went to the amusement park. Like, you know, that's what it is. That that's yeah.
0: they're trying to bring that in look, like, you know, so they have like fog and scent and snow and rainstorm effects, right? It's I mean, it's cool, but it could be distracting. But you try it anyways, right? I think for Yeah,
1: it's something for people who want that. I mean, is it something you're gonna to go to every week? No. But if there's a really hype movie that's really big and maybe you want to, and you know, some people are avid movie people who they will go see the same movie two or three times. So hypothetically, if you want to go see Avatar or Mission Impossible or Black Panther or something, maybe you would go see it in some kind of 3D. Maybe you'll watch it in a regular way. And then maybe you're like, you know what? I want to get the, the full experience and you'll immerse yourself in it. Um, is it something I think is going to take off and you're going to do every week? No. But there's certain movies that I think it would be, you know, a a cool experience to do. So I think you're right. I think these movies are trying to do what the theaters are trying to do. They're trying to immerse you completely in this whole world that they're building. And if you can bring video games and movies together, they're like, hey, we'll keep your attention longer. Because I think today's generation, their attention span is not the same as probably what it was before. You know, now people are like, hey, you got to do something to really... Earn my reputation. I mean, my my time to watch it, or else I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. You know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that. I mean, I definitely think gaming is just so big. It's not even a subculture no more. It's it's as big a culture. I I know people who don't go see movies, but they get every hype video game. You know. So that's just the way
0: it is. Yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely, absolutely. It's um, I I think it's you know, on top of that, they're gonna keep testing different things out, right? Because movie theaters. I don't know the movie theaters are not going away. And because they're not going away and because of COVID in L.A., for the most part, you already have most movie theaters had already been transitioning to the exclusive $28 a a, a movie kind of, you know, folding seats, even when they didn't have all the 4DX effects. Right. Mm hmm. They still charge you more and give you a more exclusive experience, and you know, make it deeper. So I think they're gonna keep testing different technologies, and obviously, gaming, gamification of it, and personalization is a critical part of them being able to to charge you more, right? So I don't know. know I completely agree.
1: I mean, that makes sense. I totally agree with you, man. I mean, I think even though we complain about how much movie tickets are and popcorn and stuff like that, and it is, and I oftentimes feel bad for. Uh, parents who are on a fixed income or Lord knows single parents who just like want to take their kids out for a night or, or you just want to go on a date. You know, I know when I was in college, like going to a movie was, that's where I said, he was like, that's a piece of entertainment that I could afford. It's still compared to everything else, probably one of the cheapest form of entertainment, but I think the streaming wars have made it so much more convenient to just say, Hey, instead of spending $50 going to a movie theater Let's just Netflix and chill, but I don't mean it in the way that all <laughs> Some people mean by Netflix and chill, but just like watch Netflix, that's what did what, what?
0: way do you mean it as Marcus? Explain yourself. You are, I thought Netflix not, and chill just means Netflix and chill,
1: that's that's what it means. That does to a large percentage. So, of population, what you what said, means. you don't
0: mean it in that way. <laughs> Explain yourself,
1: you're not getting me censored by the FCC.
0: You're not, you're not, uh, uh, I'm just trying, trying to understand do. what do you mean? I'm just trying to understand what you're saying, America.
1: Every week, this man cruises for a bruising, every week, he does. Something that just tells me he's he's trying to egg me y'all and I'm not going there, today.
0: dude. I'm not dude, going there. I am just trying to understand. You you you, you know said Netflix something that, that was me. pretty basic, and then you had some kind of subtle innuendo. There's no innu- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I see you, I will punch you. I promise this is going. I am worried violence on these airways. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I'll move it all. Cause you get to, yeah,
0: too, uh, moving hey, on,
1: moving. So, on. <laughs> so let, me, let me ask you a question this time. Cause I think a lot of times the last two, when you asked me and I probably gave so much that I took all the thunder. So I'm going to give you the, the question this time. So
0: I got my thunder. Don't worry my thunder.
1: Oh, hey, well, hey, I got thunder like Thor. So I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for all this thunder. So here we go. So w- what do you see as the future of the entertainment industry overall? Like, how do you see streaming and theatrical going to change? Like, the marketplace is changing. Not everyone um, wants to just necessarily go to a theater. Now, a lot of people are not even watching films on television. They're watching on an a eight-inch cell phone screen. Like, what what do you see as the future of the entertainment industry, like, overall? Like, because there's so many changes taking place. And I'm just curious, like, where do you see this headed?
0: I'm just going to go back to my line. Where the money was at? Where the money was at? <laughs> I don't know what brought that to mind. Today. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> I will University of Minnesota to come yeah, and reclaim like, their degrees. Dude, right you, now. you
0: have to when you watch that little video, you're gonna pay me. You're gonna be like, man, why didn't you show me when you saw it? Uh, but I, I think I think back to, back to your question. On a at a very high level. The entertainment industry is changing dramatically, right? There's all kinds of consolidation. Disney, Fox, now um, wanna Media, Discovery, right, and then Amazon and uh, MTM, MGM, right. So, on that side of it, this consolidation, which means power. I think we've talked about the consolidation of power and all the kinds of problems that it's it happened. But going back to where the whole trajectory of the entertainment industry was like, you know, movie theaters and tickets and then TV and ads, right? So streaming came, SVOD, AVOD. So service video on demand, like the Netflix, that's what they call SVOD. Um, And then you have the free ones, the freemium ones that are advertising, but they're still OTT. So... Where is it going? I don't think theatrical is going is going away. I think I said that before. I'm trying to get my thoughts lined up here so I can, I can actually land on it. So there's that thing. And then you look at the theatrical side of it, which it's not going to go away, but it needs to evolve. But because that money is going to shrink and because that money is going to be controlled by a few big entities, gaming is going to become a part of it. And this is me speculating. Like, I don't know. This is the future, right? If I knew the future, i just sit at home and tell people to call me for 100000 a piece, so I can give them. (laughs) But I think gaming is going to be a a part of it. So one one of the things that gaming has done very well is that they still use a lot of advertising, but they're moving away from that in a way that's not too intrusive. They're, They're allowing you to play the game. Ads will show up. We know that advertising is becoming very saturated in the marketplace. And I think that with the different directions, like the James Bond example that you gave, I think movies are going to get to a place where you can watch them for free if you want and just watch it beginning to end. So I'm using this for somebody like Netflix, who I don't think will ever do advertising. But if you want to see a different end, if you want to get to a different adventure in the movie, you can do like in-game, in-movie purchases, right? I think that's one of the ways that I think can be really good. Another part of it for live sports, this is not too far in the future, really, for gaming. I'm betting that on like ESPN and some of these other live sports, reality TV kind of things, very soon you're going to be able to gamble on them. Like on screen, in your house, on the phone, like, you know, horse racing. I think they're doing that in um, Horse Racing Limited, but it's mostly online kind of channels right now. Mm -hmm. But I think that's another avenue um, that is going to go. And I'm really focusing not so much on the experience but on the ability for the studios to monetize. Gaming, I think, has a great example with the in-app and embedding gambling. Um, I think, who does that already? Um, Vegas does it. I don't think you can use remote controls and click, but that's where I think it's gonna go.
1: Well, you know, I think where you look at things going now, I, there's a couple of things that I think that has, has gotten better. Um, when it comes to video games, for so long, it was very, chauvinistic every video game was based on oh let's gear this towards men and i think the game makers finally realized like hey there's coders there's gamers out here that are female and they don't want to just play uh just shoot em up games and i'm not trying to say that uh women and, and girls don't want to play shoot em up games but there start being more storylines and storyboards that are more per- you know pertaining to what their interests are and i don't mean some sexist you know rainbows and unicorns And so I think the gaming industry realized like there's a lot of females who want to play games. We better stop like looking past that market. And then when you look at the motion picture industry or or studios or things of this nature, so many people think Amazon bought MGM just because they have this massive library content. And I'm sure that is a, a huge part of it. But I think one of some of the things that people don't look at and I'll use. Um. Like, uh, I'll use HBO and uh, Discovery, that, that huge merger that took place. They're not just doing it because they want their content. And they're not just doing it because they, get, they want your ratings. And they're not even just doing it because they want to bring more people to their streaming. If I'm HBO, or I'm Time Warner, whatever, HBO, and I, and I, I, I buy out uh, Discovery, when you're sitting here watching uh, what is it Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, or Rachel Ray, or, or Martha Stewart, When you sit here seeing them making, um, I don't know, a margarita, you can now advertise and say, oh, do you want to make the same margarita as Martha Stewart? Here's where you get the lemons and here's her blender. So you can advertise to people directly. And now because who you're really competing with is Amazon. Because Amazon can sit here and say, hey, we can sell you the goods and the entertainment. And when you see that Vitamix You don't have to go to Costco. You don't have to go to Walmart. You can just click on it right here. So as soon as you see that in in a movie or on the video game, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, I just saw that Frank Grillo um, action figure. Oh, you don't have to go to your neighborhood store and leave the the comforts of your cushy couch. You just press the action figure and now it takes you to a search engine and you can order it directly from us. What is happening now is these companies are fighting for your time. And your eyeballs. And for adults, you only got so much entertainment time because you're at work eight hours plus a day. You got a two hour's worth of commute to and from work. You got to pick up the kids, take them to ballet, take them to the ball game, whatever the case may be. You got two hours maybe in the evening to watch something. And then the weekends. And on the weekends, you know, your child has got you watching Peppa Pig or something else. So you really don't give so much time to yourself. But they know. If they get young eyeballs, just like McDonald's and all these other companies, if those young your kids or your nieces or your nephews say, "Hey, I want a a Superman doll," you are gonna buy it. And if they can get your eyeballs, they got your dollars, and that's what they know. And I think that's why you're gonna continuously see product placement is gonna be just ridiculous.
0: You know, Man, like, it's I, not... I didn't think about I didn't think about Amazon getting this whole franchise and how deep it can penetrate your household with that. Yeah, it's huge, man. They do do shows right now, but imagine if they go and do, take like the James Bond franchise and just, instead of having the Aston Martins and the Jaguars and the Volvos, they put in whatever they want to put in, the Rivians, right? They're part owner of that. They put in Rivians. And I mean, who's stopping them from doing what they want to do? And everything on screen, you can click somewhere and just buy it. If they have like, you know, kids' shows and, th- and things like that, you see a toy, you want it. Alexa, do it. I don't know. I mean, can can say you that see like
1: partnerships it. though? Like not enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see like any of these companies having a partnership and you're like, I don't know, James Bond is wearing his Omega watch and he's like, oh, for whatever reason, he decides, I want to go to McDonald's and shoot it up. And then to be shaken, not sturdy, grab a french fry. You're sitting here watching this movie at 11 o'clock at night. You're like, dang, some french fries from McDonald's sound good. And then you just sit here and click on that french fry and then Uber Eats pop up or DoorDash. And they're like, would you like some french fries to be delivered to your house in 20 minutes? The power of that
0: Man, is so that is huge. Some internet of things super yes. connected.
1: Because think about when like 20 years ago, you're up late at night. And you're watching something and it's like time life, uh, time life music presents to you and you'll see these compilation of all these songs on this album. And you don't even know why you bought it, but you're just like, man, I, I never heard of these songs up before and I can get all of them in, in a four disc set. We don't live in that world no more. We don't live in a call me now, Miss Cleo, and she'll read your fortunes. Now, the big studios then figured out why we got your eyeballs. How much money can we pull out of your pocket? We already know that you want to see Robert Downey Jr. And, and Chris Evans play in the Avengers. But do you want to get that Iron Man, uh, you know, helmet? Do you want to have, you know, Limited Captain Edition. America's shield? Yeah. yeah. And, and now they're going to do something like, the movie is in the theaters right now, but guess what you can do? You can go ahead and pre-order the DVD that's going to drop in four months. Why wait? You can get it now. And if you do, it'll come with a special XYZ. That's where entertainment is going. And I do think companies like Disney that already got theme parks, resorts, toys, cruise lines,
0: stores,
1: streaming, they got it. Honestly, Disney is going to take so. Look, we don't give stock tips, but let me be clear.
0: <laughs> let me be clear. C- call your financial advisor. Disney is going to take is
1: going to make so it's not much a money.
0: Recommendation?
1: Yeah, this is this is only for entertainment, as they say. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just saying when you look at the places that they can go and the ways that they can get money out of your pocket, and even when you talk about Netflix. People are like, well, Netflix doesn't have a thing part. Netflix, what Netflix has is brand recognition. What Netflix has is what everybody else is trying to get to. They're Logo two or three years before them. Yeah, I remember um, early on, I think I read that Ted Sarandos made this statement. And I don't think people realize how brilliant it was. He's like, we're trying to become HBO before HBO can become us. Well, guess what? You brought up something, I don't know, 30 minutes ago where Netflix doesn't even advertise. So if Netflix ever starts feeling like they're losing market share, and everybody knows publicly traded companies has to care about their shareholders, right? If Netflix ever needed to just come up with an additional ten billion dollars, all they got to do is take certain shows and say, "We're now going to make it like a regular channel, and we're going to put some commercials in them." If you only put three commercials in an episode, they could easily make another ten billion dollars. Slap a slap all, a few commercials. All the
0: premium, things. all their premium movies that come out. They do have a lot. We're not going to interrupt you with commercials, but before we start, we're going to run three commercials for you. Right? And who yeah, you can pay 5 million whoever you are P&G, right? Dove and all the other brands they they have Unilever all these brands, Coke, Pepsi. Like you can pay us 5 million for 30 seconds. We got 3 minutes we're going to use to run ads.
1: Man, I got another Major. way they can make money BT. They could say to you, we're still not going to put any commercials in it. But you know what we're going to do? If you want the commercial-free version, now Netflix is 15.99. If you want the commercial version, it's 12.99 a
0: month. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. Really- I'm hoping. I'm hoping they don't do that though cuz Hulu does it, Peacock does it, right? So I think the Netflix, Netflix is somewhere in the differentiated middle. So if you think about What analogy can I use? Let's just say Peacock and Hulu are Walmart, right? They're the lower end, even though Hulu's doing one hell of a job these days. You got the lower end, you got the way higher end, which is HBO and to some degree Disney Plus. And then in the middle, you got Netflix that's more open, you know, less rigid, uh, less age restricted. So they're a little bit less controlled, right? Um, But I think I think going that route of becoming too, you know, ad focused kind of dilutes what they are about and what they stand for, because they've never done it. So even like I don't know that they'll necessarily do ads, which, like you said, if, if they need to make money, they need to make money. And that's what it is. They have global penetration. And one of the things that Netflix brought to the table that. In the beginning, a lot of the studios didn't have access to is that they know you. If you have an account on Netflix, the hit rate. So, one of the other things I'd recommend if you don't listen to Netflix's investor call, (laughs) I mean, that's so much. You'll learn. That's just one of the investor calls that I listen to. I'm like, wow. So, one of the questions they asked a long time ago, I'm probably going to say like maybe a year and change now, on one of the investor calls, you know, one of the analysts asked them, to talk about their shows, the new shows they were developing because they were committing a lot of money to developing it. And I think it was Ted Turner's at the time. He said, yeah, the shows are doing very well and a hit rate is like 90%. So we're getting at a, almost at a 90% clip, but we don't want to be that because it means that we're predictable. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, wow, look at this, this is success. And they're saying we don't want to be predictable. It means that they're willing to fail just to learn more about themselves. They're willing to fail to give the consumer or their customer something different that they don't expect. And I was like, man, you typically don't hear that. Because usually on the investor calls, it's like, "Yeah, yeah, on the investor calls, you're like, yeah, we had rain. Rain wasn't predicted, but next year there'll be no rain. Oh, we just had a blip. Like everybody's trying to defend why, and they're like defending why not.
1: Well, but the thing is though, the more we live in this society, the more people enjoy being different. And so I think this—I I don't think that Netflix will change that for one reason. You're, I don't care how health conscious the world gets, McDonald's is never going to stop selling Quarter Pounders and Big Macs.
0: And they shouldn't. It is,
1: it's who they're known for. Is what you go there for. And there's a familiarity that no matter whether you go in Munich or you go in Miami, that cheeseburger is going to taste the same. There's a consistency there. That's the foundation for which they stand on. When Netflix came, came out and they said, we're not going to show any commercials. And guess what else we're going to let you do? We're going to let you watch a whole season at once. I can't imagine <laughs> that conversation because right. most people are like, that's not how we do things. And Netflix was like, well, that's what we're going to do. Say what you want. It changed the entire industry. And so to change the foundation for which you stand on, I just, it's almost like if KFC said, okay, we're no longer selling chicken, we're now only selling beef, then you're not KFC no more. And I feel like that's the same thing that is true with Netflix. They are known for not having commercials and letting you watch a whole season on your time. You don't have to wait every Thursday at 8 a.m., I mean, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. to watch Seinfeld. You watch it when you are available. And I think the world now, that's how we watch entertainment. And I actually think more so than Netflix becoming like everyone else, just look at the trends. Everyone else is becoming like Netflix, at least in that particular uh, area. You're seeing less of that because people don't want to just sit here and wait week to week to week to watch something. Even if I do like something on broadcast television, which I can't lie, I don't watch a ton of broadcast television anymore. If there's a show that I love, I'm more prone to say, you know what, I'll wait. The only show that I think most people will say that they watch week to week consistently in the last five years is probably um, The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Those are the only shows that people like. Nope, I don't care what's going on on Sunday Night Television.
0: Disney Plus. I'm Disney Plus. Um. Death oh yeah, uh, I take that back. I take that. back. Yeah, you're right. Salt. I will say it. Yeah. the
1: new, the new One and the yes, and it's Those are almost like. Let's be honest. Those shows. Those are like shows, movies. They're right. like. Those are like. Yeah, you have to watch it then because if you come to the water cooler on Monday, and you don't know, <laughs> you yeah, don't at, know what that dragon then bl- then burn somebody to a crisp. You mad as all get out. I mean, I knew people who hadn't watched Game of Thrones in three years and they still mad that you tell them what happened. It's like, dude, there's a there's a, there's a a length of time you can go without me. You want to spoil it. I ain't giving you but three months. That's all you get. And then I'm going to speak freely. But I just don't, I think Netflix changed the game when it comes to that. And I think that is where the entertainment industry is going, and I think you're gonna see way more product placement. You're gonna see more partnerships. I'm not gonna say necessarily mergers, but you're gonna see, like I said, DoorDash, Uber Eats, McDonald's, um, Walmart, you know, dot com. They're gonna have partnerships where when you see it on the screen, oh, you want that watch? You want James Bond watch? Shh, don't wait to Saturday. Just go to Tiffanyandcompany.com, and it'll come to your house in two days.
0: They'll so probably, that's probably have your credit card information already uploaded on your computer yeah. anyway. Tied or your to Apple Pay or your Google on Pay. On Apple for <laughs> Samsung, right? They're like, click here, click. Yep. One click, one click buying, click.
1: That's what they're going to get. Anyway. Because I mean, think about it. They got that now. I mean, so that's the way that works. But anyway, yeah. you're right. We won't we shut it score. down. Score,
0: you... score, score, score. All right. Marcus. So this Give movie. point three two five.
1: No, this time you ain't going to get that. Um i going to get that okay, this time. Okay. And I know you all can probably tell by our topics tonight. This is probably the movie that we spent the least amount of time talking about. Um, if you just want an action movie, you want to just have something that you can just, you know, kind of rest your mind, not overly think about. This is the movie for you. Um, I found it to be a little generic. I felt it to be kind of stale um, for me. For me. Um, I really like, like I said, Frank Grillo. I think Mel Gibson, for whatever you think about him, is a good actor, but I don't think they gave him a lot to work with, he or Naomi uh, Watts. Um, I'm just going to cut to Chase. This movie, for me, is a two. Two out of five.
0: Mm, That's mm, mm. that's my score. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know what that means.
1: What does that mean? Mm, mm, mm. Hey, Vince, it's below
0: average, right? 2.5, because we graded on five? Yep. So you give it a two, it's below average. For me, it's an exact two as well. And I'm giving it two. So I don't I I don't think I'll give a movie one. Because one is like half a movie that didn't quite take off. Or it, it took off and then there was just too many gaps that it just didn't work. And then five obviously is uh, can I say Black Panther, Marcus? Because I know you're
1: waiting. <laughs> Even if you didn't say it, the audience already know. There's they already only one know? five okay. in the history of movies in your mind. Forget All Citizen right. Kane. Forget anything else. Black Panther is the only great movie you
0: ever made. Oh, oh <laughs> Lean on Me, like you know, Lean on oh. Me, or something that has like deep philosophy, right? This movie has to me has no philosophy, and I I say this knowing that I'd watched. Um, I think it was a Martin Lawrence movie that came out a long time ago. I think it was Blue Streak or something like that.
1: Okay, okay. Man, the
0: reviews were terrible. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I watched it and I was like, this is not bad. (laughs) I was like, what are those guys thinking when they reviewed it? I enjoyed it. So I'm going to say for me and I'm going to give the caveat that this is no podcast for professional. This is like, movie heads, we, we know what the industry is about, we know what a good movie is, but we still say you can watch it if you want. This one, though, it has no philosophy to me. I'm not big into gaming. It's not a movie that, if you're not into gaming, you're not into just slapstick, not too funny, funny humor, some cuss words. If you're not into none of that and you're not into Mel Gibson, <laughs> and, and none of those things this is a tough watch because it you literally will not understand what the movie is built on It's really uh the whole premise of it is a game that you're trying to get from one level to another so there's not a whole lot that's given to you know the actors in the movie because a lot of it is repetition and then in small increments repetition and small increments right so to me it's a two and it's not you know if you again if you're into video games sure watch it. But if you're not, if if you like my list of movies that I watch and you kind of espouse the stories that I enjoy, yeah, this is not it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just, hey, you just want to watch something and you miss like that 80s nostalgia, blow stuff up, you know, punch a couple people, have a million bullets flying. It's It's OK. And even I'll be honest, even those in my mind, was a more interesting, well-put-together plot than this. Um, and that's just the truth. I mean, I'd rather watch, in my mind, a, a Charles Bronson movie from the 80s. I just feel like it just had a little bit more to it. I think Frank Grillo does as much as he can do it, what he's given. And he, I think he's a, he could be a star in the making that could really blow up. I don't think this is going to be the vehicle that gives him that. And that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's our review um, for this week. Uh, we got some exciting things coming up for you all in the weeks to come. We can't wait to share those things. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, we hope you guys will continuing to enjoy this ride with us. We are enjoying bringing it to you. Uh, with that said, uh, BT, you want to kind of get ready to sign us out?
0: Yeah, so before we sign out, it's uh, start of Pride Month. And so we just want to send some love to the LGBTQ community. Um, if you see programming, if you see documentaries, Historical facts, um, stories, learn, listen, um, take it in. Um, so always, we always advocate for coming together. We always advocate to learn. We always advocate to listen. It's the beginning of Pride Month. You? you should do that. So yeah, especially for every that
1: underrepresented note, group, yes, for sure. I second that for sure.
0: And what the culture is about, like, there's a lot of really dope content out there, dope creatives. Uh, I know there's a lot of brands that are putting out. Uh, merch. I know Nike's doing it. Disney has a great line. Um, A lot of social media things that, you know, would give you an opportunity to learn. So do that. Take advantage of it. So again, thanks for listening. This is um, Culture Score. This is Speak Studio Original. Download, listen to us and any of the channels where you listen to podcasts, um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Wherever you go, with there, follow us on social media. The handle is Speak Studio, Speak dot Studio. The dot is spelled out, so Speak dot dot Studio. Uh, my handle on social media is at Tubo B, T U B U O B E. And Marcus's handle, Marcus? Yeah, I'm at the
1: Marcus T Moore. That's Marcus with a C. T is in uh Tom and Moore, with two O's. So at the Marcus T Moore, that's on all social social media platforms
0: and remember it's the marcus there's a bunch of marcus moore's this is the one marcus t the The. (laughs) there's only one there's only one even though there's some pretenders out there the pope of all marcuses the marcus t moore this one anyway culture score (laughs) Culture score. Uh, Peace out. Thanks for listening. On to next time. We have some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. Looking forward to hearing what we're cooking. Peace. All right. Y'all take care now.